0: Shalom, shalom everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, Israel. Today, I have a very special opportunity to be speaking with Tammy Rossman Benjamin, the founder of Amcha. And she has been on top of, uh, I, well, I'm going to talk specifically now, on top of curriculum development anti-Jewish, anti-Israel curriculum development. We're going to be talking about in California, in the state of California, which does a real disservice to all students who would be educated in this way. But obviously the ones who are the most affected is the Jewish community and how California schools would be educating about the Jewish people and our ancestral homeland, the state of Israel. So let us bring in Tammy. Shalom, Tammy. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. I wish is, I could say from sunny California, but it's actually pouring.
0: <laughs> it's pouring. <laughs> well, it is a pleasure speaking with you. Like like we were talking about before uh, before we went live, I really wish you would be put out of business, that you wouldn't have to be on top of these issues. But thankfully, and thank God, we have someone like you who is on top of this. Would you like to give everyone just a, a, a an introduction? What is AMHA before we go into the specifics about the California state curriculum that's problematic?
1: Sure. AMCA uh, Initiative is an organization, we're a, a non organization that um, investigates and combats campus anti-Semitism on U.S. campuses.
0: Got it. And here we're talking about a curriculum that's not necessarily for colleges, we're talking about high schools and elementary schools, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's right.
1: That's right. There's actually something similar that's happening at The California State University campuses but that's not the subject of this conversation. Ethnic studies is a big issue it actually affects students from K through university.
0: All right so let's go right into it. You you just brought up the ethnic studies. There is a uh, this has been going on for years. I mean I I actually reminded myself we wrote about this back in August 2019 when uh, and this is a title I gave the the video post myself success California stopped from implementing anti-Israel curriculum in high schools and as i wrote it was the it was a draft of an ethnic studies curriculum developing a whole new model and basically we're now a year and a half later and you're going to give us an update where that stands, doesn't sound like it's so successful anymore, or please go into it.
1: Well, it, it, it's, it's actually important to understand the background, because it, it, this thing has a history. You said 2019. What happened was actually in 2016, way back in 2016, there was a, a, a bill that passed that was, that mandated that the state um, board of education develop an instructional model curriculum in ethnic studies so that that school districts who were at that point teaching or beginning to teach some were even at that point requiring uh, students high school students to take ethnic studies didn't have a good standardized curriculum and so the legislators wanted there to be a, uh, a state curriculum like an instructional material that schools could use if they taught ethnic studies. So that was what was developed. It actually didn't happen for a variety of reasons. The state didn't produce the first draft of that state, you know, legislatively mandated ethnic studies curriculum until I guess they made it public in the summer of 2016. Now, once that uh curriculum that draft curriculum was made public all hell broke loose especially within the jewish community because what became clear well what was most obvious what is was that it was it was said it was, that it was virulently anti-Zionist, and it included the promotion of BDS. Now, how how does that come about in an ethnic studies curriculum that everybody thought, including the legislators that passed the bill uh, mandating the development of this curriculum, that this was going to be a curriculum to get students to really uh, feel comfortable with the the diversity uh, in California, which is enormous. It has the most diverse student population in the nation you know the the legislation starts out 92 languages are spoken uh, among our students right so Uh there was a need for um a a class that could actually bring students together help them understand each other's ethnicities etc that wasn't at all what the first draft was about. It was it was rooted in this um, neo-Marxist ideology um, that that was sort of uh, fueled by critical race theory and post-colonialism, right? Which which in in this discipline called critical ethnic studies, which which is what now the sort of the activist educators all believe is what they call authentic ethnic studies Mm -hmm. which focuses on uh, in this case communities of color sort of four different communities that are underrepresented but all sort of of color um and plus other Communities that they choose, of sort of um, uh, that they fancy. For instance, the Arab American community, which is where the anti-Zionist component came in, and the 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 model is to sort of divide the world into oppressed and oppressor, um, based on race and class. And in just in interrupting the- to, to add
0: to what you're saying, I'm just reading. Uh- I'm reading this article just published this week. The lessons included on Jewish Americans portray Jews as white and privileged and clearly on the oppressor side of the race-class divide. And the discipline as a whole is historically anti-Zionist and anti-Semitic. Right
1: that's true that's true of the discipline of critical ethnic studies now you have to understand that this is that, that like all really bad ideas this one comes from the mind of academics right who who see that the problem with critical ethnic studies is not just that it's a set of bad ideas it's that built within the discipline is this coercive notion that that everybody who studies this has to adopt this and use it as as a, a tool for activism towards the goal of social revolution to bring about this sort of social justice notions of fighting against the oppressor and fighting on behalf of the oppressed so when you have that sort of that's baked into the discipline it's not like any other discipline like math or science or even history where the goal is to learn a body of knowledge and to be a critical thinker and to sort of learn tools of analysis in that discipline and to learn essentially to come to your own conclusions and write about the facts that you learn. That's not what critical ethnic studies is at all. It's a real break from that sort of very you know academically oriented approach to learning right? right and it says that essentially in in one uh ethnic studies class that i i listened to it at a, at a at a cal state university campus that that she called the learning, the, the the read, the textbook reading, and the class learning, the intellectual arm of the revolution, right? So it's the sense. that- She's saying like, it right out
0: there. This is part of a revolution. It,
1: very openly, and she said it about three times, right in this class. So, so this is this is the the notion. It, it it's it's highly politicized. It's everything that education shouldn't be. It is it is a classic textbook case of political indoctrination, and that's what this first curriculum was completely infused with it was so clear what the what the goals of the drafters were that the drafters were weaponizing this curriculum to get the students to be foot soldiers for their their meaning the sort of the uh, the the drafters and their fellow travelers right for their political agenda which is basically uh, their agenda is social revolution right to overturn sort of liberal democratic values right and it is it really clear they're open about it it's clearly it's anti-capitalist it's i mean they say it outright in the first curriculum it was outright it was very much sort of open about what its ideological bases were. And that, of course, and it included for the Jewish community, that was the, that was the kicker, right? The kicker wasn't actually even about Jews as being white and privileged. That actually came later, including for our organization. What we focused on, at least at the beginning, was the fact that, that this, this this um, curriculum was infused with anti-zionism and uh, promotion of bds right and what that would mean for jewish students especially or or even pro-israel students in a classroom right if you if you paint um israel and zionism and anybody who supports israel or is a Zion, you know, identifies himself as a Zionist, as many Jews do, then they're on the oppressor side of the equation, right? And what's gonna happen? I mean, that's what our organization does, is we we, we, we care about what happens to Jewish students, and that it's this clear that there is real political incitement to hatred and violence even, right?
0: Because I, I, I wanna to bring about, up a fabulous quote by a woman named tammy rossman benjamin oh she <laughs> right a a, a a fabulous powerful quote of yours also in this recent uh, article that i'm reading uh the jewishpress.com quote from you since this curriculum was first introduced we have warned of the dangers of its effects on both jewish students and all students based on years of experience fighting bigotry we fear that instead of its intended goal of educating and uniting this curriculum, which has adopted a highly politicized critical ethnic studies framework, will have the opposite effect of pitting students against each other and will lead to increased divisiveness and polarization. That's, that, that's scary
1: it really is scary and it's not just I mean what I've come to believe right is that it's not just about the Jews right I mean yes our organization fights on behalf of Jewish students that's just that's part of our mission that's why we got involved but this is clearly a case where the Jews are just on the front lines, right? They're just whatever the canary in the coal mine. Yep. They're just the ones because whenever you have something like this, that is that is that is calling for sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of the, it's really the organization of political hatred, and it's always going to find the easiest target, the low hanging fruit, which is always the Jew, the Jew, yeah. right? We are the low-hanging fruit always when it comes to bigotry. And so we're the first, but we're not the only. In fact, we're just a harbinger of everything that's to come and what's wrong with this. And so I think, and it's important, it's been important for our organization to bring that out, right, Mm -hmm. that this isn't a Jewish issue. We're not involved in this because we only care about Jews. We care about all kids, but we truly believe that Jewish students will be safe when all students are safe right Mm -hmm. that when you have a society that values the individual and everybody's contribution right when you don't divide things into us and them the jews will never be the them which they always will be if you if you have if you have a, a society that that works in that model. And I think that it it you know, given everything that's happening in America and all over the world, but I can, you know, speak best for America, we are so divided. We are politically divided, we're racially divided, and we're divided into our tribes, whether they're ideological tribes or racial tribes or religious tribes, and we we don't we don't hear we can't even talk to each other anymore. So how are you gonna take a career? Curriculum like this in a, in a. In a climate a general sort of societal climate like we're experiencing and expect anything good to come from this mm. right it so that was i i i sort of got stopped in the history but you get the picture of right. why that first of what was so wrong with this and why our organization sort of like why our antennae went up and we said we have to get involved here on like this is really a, a huge issue especially because at the same time that this at the same time that this curriculum was moving forward, there was talk about making an ethnic studies requirement. So that it's not just, so on the one hand if students want, I mean, I, I'm familiar with this. I i was, you know, 20 years at, at teaching at University of California, Santa Cruz, right? So I'm familiar with like, there, there are kooky classes and classes that you just sort of roll your eyes at. And, but you know, they're, they're no 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 student has to take them right no student is forced to take a class that's really Way out there, if they don't want to, right? Right. Same thing at the high school level, let's say, or you know, at the high school level, if a student wants to take a class in ethnic studies, even if it's based in critical ethnic studies, okay, a student takes it. We we have a we 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 should weigh in on the model curriculum because it's not good to have such a curriculum that is sort of the model that the state puts out there that's infused with what we believe is latent anti-Semitism and. And and overt anti Zionism, right? So, but but on the other hand, it's it, it's not if students take it, that's one thing. If they don't, but they're free to not take it. A requirement is a whole different ballgame, right? right? To force students to take something, which actually forces them to ex- adopt a worldview and an identity that actually is hateful to them or, or, right. or directs hatred toward them or makes them even worse. Obviously. And that's even scarier because
0: because the powers that be want, want this to be how children are educated, specifically with this information.
1: Right. Right. So what, how, okay, so I, I, I'm sorry, I keep getting, uh, I, I keep getting like, like uh, off on tangents. I think they're important tangents, but I, but they're nonetheless tangents if you're trying to follow this chronology. So this in August, so especially because of the Jewish um, uh, outrage at this curriculum, particularly about the BDS and the anti-Zionism. And I guess there were a few anti-Semitic references, but they didn't even raise to our awareness as much as the anti-Zionism did. And right. so, and so what, what, you know, the, the, you know, the state legislative, the Jewish legislative caucus, the, the Jewish community was up in arms. There were 20,000 outraged public comments that were submitted. The governor said this this curriculum is not, not going to see the light of day. And a few days later, the uh, president of the State Board of Education said this thing has to be really drastically revised. We're going back to the drawing board. Okay. So they went back to the drawing board and it wasn't until literally one year later, exactly August of 2020, that the second draft of this curriculum came out. They had gotten rid of, supposedly they had gotten rid of the original drafters, which, who were very problematic, like an error analysis, like looking just at public statements that, that those drafters had made, a majority of them supported BDS publicly, right? So you know, you, you it's not hard to see where they come from, especially because uh, you know almost everybody who is a proponent of critical ethnic studies, it, you know, adopts a sort of anti-Zionist BDS promoting worldview, right? So that's right. not a surprise. But it was, and it was good that they sort of got rid of those drafters. At least they said so, and. And they, you know, rewrote this thing. And on the surface of it, it looked better. It looked, it certainly sort of cosmetically looked better on the surface. It took out sort of really clear-cut uh, ties to, uh, well, not not so much, but it, des- it put them in footnotes or it it really downplayed the the really the critical part of it. But it's still. It still promoted openly critical race theory, and it still had a set of guidelines that were sort of the foundational guidelines for how facu- for how teachers should sort of gear their lessons, that were clearly, um, you know, sort of a press depressor. Uh, division by race, that this was only going to focus on um, uh, uh, people of color, etc. So at the heart of it, it was clearly still critical ethnic studies. But what actually caught our attention and which we began to see was actually the single most problematic aspect for Jews was that there was a lesson that was sort of in an appendix, but it was still there that that was that, that talked about Jewish and Irish Americans experience of white of achieving whiteness, right? And at that point it looked at Jews, white privilege right and it even asked like well how did they come like who was the one you know what are the forces that were at play that actually got them this white privilege as if there might have been some kind of conspiracy on the part of the jews you know the the elders of zion to 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 make to sort of whitewash the jews so that they got white privilege right so that was it was really awful it was just awful and, and it hit me this even, even much more than the than the sort of the anti-Zionist component, which is almost like icing on the cake. I mean rotten icing on a rotten cake, right? Is that mm-hmm. this is much more sort of it, it is part and parcel of, of, of it, it is at the at the core of of critical ethnic studies is this is this notion of white privilege, which they call white supremacy. Right? They don't think that it's like those neo Nazis that are the white supremacists. Anyone who is white is a white supremacist.
0: Right. That Even Jews who were the victims of Nazihood and anti Semitism from white supremacists. If you just give me a minute, Tammy, I just want to give context for people who might not understand because in today's world with the growth of this ethnic studies movement it's becoming accepted to say jews are white and privileged we 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 own hollywood we own uh we we own the media we run the banks right that's what they say so obviously we're white and privileged but people have to understand it's a total lie majority of jews around the world are not white we're not a white people we are a people that originated in our homeland judea the ancient homeland of israel we were exiled spread all over the world there are white jews there are black jews there are brown jews there are yellow jews and even today in israel again part of the bds anti-israel movement is saying oh we're white and privileged and we're oppressors and occupiers and it's really the arabs who are the natives not at all majority of the israeli population are not white Jews from Middle Eastern countries who they were living for hundreds and even thousands of years in Iraq, in Iran, in Syria, in Egypt. So the whole narrative of Jews are white and privileged is a whole big anti-Jewish lie. And it's an important context for people to understand.
1: If I can just if I can just sort of respond to that, which is I mean you're you're perfectly you're a hundred percent right. The question is what What do, you do about that? And I think that there are two approaches. I think that this is important for the ethnic studies issue because it actually sort of it highlights the two different approaches within the Jewish community for how to deal with a curriculum that and and even in the third iteration. So the second iteration uh, you know sort of brought out this this fact that it's not just the in fact the overt anti-zionism and anti and BDS stuff, that was taken out. Right, and and a lot of the Jewish community is just trying to make sure it stays out. But for us, the real issue, as I said, was was this rank anti-Semitism that comes from portraying Jews as white and privileged in order to attack them. Right, and right. your point. Okay, so then there's your point, which is that they're neither white. Right, like, like, in, in, like, certainly not all Jews are white, but even we're
0: Jews. I like to say, we're Jews. We're not exactly. white, we're not black, we're exactly. not defined by our color. Okay. We're Jews. So, we're
1: not, so, so you can't, you shouldn't call us white and you shouldn't call us privileged because we've suffered, we've, right. Uh, or, so that's one way to do it, right? To which I think, as for instance, there are two new lessons about jewish americans in the third draft right so that was the second draft that i with the irish uh jewish american American thing that got actually taken out okay But, but two other lessons got added in right um that that actually came from within the jewish community one from uh the jews from the middle east and north africa saying look we are jews of color don't don't call us how can you call us white i mean the idea is to sort of disrupt this notion that jews are white and that is a good way to do that on the other and and then another um uh um lesson about Jewish Americans, unfortunately in my from my perspective, also sort of paints Jews as white and privileged and but 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 in a way that I, I, I don't quite understand how that came about, but it's still really problematic in terms of the impression that it gives about sort of accepting the fact that yes, we are white or white passing, and yes, we have privilege. And hmm. but, so those, so that, so-, so the two, there Those are the two replacements. But, but actually, but to be fair to that lesson, it also talks about the, the fact that it's a complicated picture, right? It's yes, Technically, we're white or white-passing, and and technically, some Jews have, uh, you know, uh, you know, privilege be- either be- because they're white or white-passing, or maybe you know because of financially they have they are privileged, right? But we are also an oppressed people, like probably more than any other people on this planet, right? So you can't just you can't just put us all in one box, right? On the other hand, in my from my perspective. Both of those lessons are put within a curriculum that that framework. It's accepting that
0: that framework, which is which is wrong from the the, the source that,
1: that, That accepts that framework, and so and so it's it's it's. And so here's so here's the thing to come back to what you were saying, sort of to take it out of the 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 curricular framework. Like you have, you, you say, look, we're not, but we're not Jew. I mean, you can go through our history of oppression. You can certainly talk about the Holocaust, but you can go back to, you know, you can go back to Egypt, Every right? Year. To the Persia of the week, right? you right. You, you,
0: you yeah. can
1: you can uh, of course you can't. You 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 have to point that out. But on the other hand, is that really? what you want to point out about Jews? Do you want us, to, because by saying we're not all white or by saying we're not white and by saying that we're not privileged, we're oppressed too, we're actually arguing within their framework. Right. And so I, I personally think that the better approach is, is to actually say their framework is illegitimate. Their right.
0: Because again, you raised it. Their framework is based on instituting a worldview of oppressed versus oppressor. That's a wrong way of living life. That's a way of destructing society. And
1: we, right. And do we want our kids to live like right? But ultimately, if we, we 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 I mean, if you think what it does to our if we let's say, let's say we get in there with all our oppression and all our victimhood, right? You know, Rabbi Sachs, you know, Racha. I mean, he's you know, he says something beautiful in his in his book, more latest one of his latest but last second to last book, Morality, right? He says there's a there's a big difference between being a victim and identifying as a victim. Mm-hmm. Right? That that, you know, I don't want my kids to identify as a victim. You know right. I mean, they should not identify as victims. They, you know, the fact that, that 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 these things have happened to them, yes, that's just history. But that you make an identity out of that, that's not what I want for my kids. That's not what I want for any kids. I think that that I think that's the that's the that's really the the horrible part of this curriculum is not is not for it it is actually for the students of color themselves because it keeps them rooted in victimhood. Right, it keeps them identifying as a victim because that's how they get their power. There, that's what this that's what this sort of this hierarchy of oppression does to a person is it makes you have to identify as a victim before you can actually have power in that system. Right. right, so you have to keep identifying as a victim. You have to keep pushing outrage out at those who who who, who you sort of portray as your. Victimizers, your oppressors, and what does that mean for for not just for the oppressor who your victim, who you now are hating and 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 inciting against, but also for yourselves? It's not a healthy place to be. It's not right. where we should have any student be or any group within our society right if you, if you allow
0: me uh, the the way the way that i explain this to people this, and 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 this fits in within what you're saying is wrong about this ethnic studies framework that is a framework that i call the victim olympics Who's the biggest, who's the bigger victim? Who's oppressed more? You don't help grow society or help individuals by focusing on who's a bigger victim and then putting everyone else down who's not as big of a victim as you are, as opposed to the psyche. This is the psyche and the culture of the Jewish people. Regardless of the fact that we are the most persecuted people in the world for thousands of years, We don't focus on being victims, we focus on being victors, that we move forward in life. We only remember the bad things that happened to us in order to move forward in a positive way. And here we are back in our homeland as the sovereign, overcoming thousands of years of persecution. We're not focused on persecution. We're not focused on us being victims. We don't say, pity us, pity us. No, we want to be a strong people as a strong nation, as a sovereign in our homeland, which is the most miraculous and liberating story for all of humanity and for any oppressed people. And instead of these ethnic studies professionals and academics saying, oh my God, let's look at the Jewish people as a model of how an ancient people have overcome oppression to become a successful people, forward-looking, instead of the continuous work of this victim Olympics that is bringing society down and creating more and more division so just so it fits in it fits in with everything everything you're saying
1: it's perfect and that, but that's why I think that that this this whole there's no there's no fitting into that right so that's why that's why uh, sort of our organization has not has not wanted to sort of put stuff into this curriculum that, would get the Jewish, I mean, because we are a Jewish organization, right? This is, we fight on behalf of Jewish students. And I actually don't think, I actually think that, you know, I keep, I keep, I do mean, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a, a you know, a, 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 a take on, on proverbs, but I, you know, I, I keep thinking of it like lipstick on a pig, right? You can't, there's, n- there's nothing that's going to make this kosher. There's nothing that's going to make a critical ethnic studies paste curriculum into something that's positive that we would want to be part of right and until that framework gets raised until that framework gets dismantled right or until they stop thinking that that this this is you know something that needs to be in you know public school classrooms right then we're not going to be able to sort of artfully or uh, productively or beneficially actually get our story out get the story that you're talking about out right because that story does not belong in this curriculum that story in fact in fact contradicts this curriculum and so they could right. never put it, such a story It contradicts
0: in. the framework behind the development the of this curriculum. So,
1: and plus which if you have to you have to think about who's going to be teaching this like right you're going to have you're going to have a teacher who might be even jewish and a jvp person right for instance, right. teaching about anti-Semitism.
0: for peace that is basically anti-Israel. What? Like, what, you, what?
1: What? What? What are you going to say about anti-Semitism? You're not going to say what what you would or I would say about anti-Semitism. So why even give the give the opportunity? This is just sort of the unintended consequences of just sort of trying to push a Jewish agenda without. I think sort of stepping back and looking what the real problem is. The real problem is this ideological framework, which is completely corrupt and will completely, I think, be a disaster for everybody, for the whole state, including, of course, the Jews. Right, and we'll feel it the most, but it will be a disaster for for everybody. So, what's worth? I just want to to get this out there because at the same time, in 2020, there was a, 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 as the second model curriculum was being developed, a bill um, to make ethnic studies a requirement. Right, was actually running through the state legislature and our group thought, well, this is, I mean, it actually passed through the state legislature and it was sitting on the governor's desk. And our perspective was, this, it, like I said, it's one thing it's to have harder. a curriculum for students to take a course. It's it's a, just a whole different ball game for students to be forced into this. For every student in the state to essentially right. have to take this before they get out of high school, and so we we actually um, sort of got together a co- coalition effort to lobby the governor, not lobby to, to you know tell the governor why we believe this was going to be a disaster and ask him to veto it. And you know I don't know if it was our effort or other efforts but we were I think at that point the only group that was weighing in on this everybody else thought you know the trains left the station it's already a done deal and I thought this would be a real disaster especially because there was no model curriculum even at that point that everybody agreed on well he did veto it you know Baruch Hashem wow. he vetoed that bill and he recognized or at least he put in his message why he wasn't um, signing this bill that, the, that there was that, that this curriculum was still biased right and i think the sort of the, the the sense was that if a bill came forward the next time and there was a better curriculum a better model curriculum that it would go through and in fact the bill has been reintroduced well the model curriculum to our, from our vantage point is really no better it's still it's still the same pig right it's still the same it's dressed up a little bit better so you don't quite see that it's really a pig but it still is a pig and and so i think that that if this once again i think that a requirement is going to be really awful especially because which something that i didn't mention yet there it's not the requirement would not just mandate would not, doesn't say that you that the school has to use a model curriculum although it 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 recommends that. It actually says that a school district, and there are a thousand of them in the state of California, they're independent entities. They don't have to do anything that the state tells them to do. They can they can decide what they you know they can adopt whatever curriculum they want. And since the rejection of that first awful, awful draft. the the activist educators who were the ones who drafted it, who were all really well connected both in the educational world and the legislative world, they're in fact behind these requirements and working with state legislators, right? That that this, this same educator activists are now actually going school district to school district and getting They've gotten 20 school districts, some large, like San Francisco Unified, right? The, the, some of the largest school districts in the state to actually support this first draft, and then they work with them, or they've, you know, they're they're setting up infrastructure to actually train teachers to work with schools and teachers to teach this. Awful first. You I mean they're
0: already wait? So basically, you're saying even though the bill, it, the, the first bill was 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 voted down, the second bill was vetoed, third bill hasn't been voted on the yet. Curriculum, Regardless, the curriculum. both curriculums are now in the school systems today. Well, it's. They, they
1: they they haven't yet as to my knowledge they haven't yet implemented it but they there was a resolution that was this was like an activist effort on the part of this group which has called itself save california ethnic studies and actually has a new group called liberated ethnic studies model curriculum coalition right where their goal is to sort of liberate this rejected first draft and to actually promote that and again all the teacher training to go that but they had a resolution last last spring i guess it was last spring to, to get school districts throughout the state to to adopt a resolution that says we support this first draft including with the arab american section right and, and the focus on palestinians right and we support this group of first drafters who are now called the Save California Ethnic Studies, right, and even some of them said we will um, consider plans to implement. So none of them said we're going to implement it, but, but they're clearly favorable to it, they clearly have a connection with this activist group, and if You know god forbid really if this requirement should Mm -hmm. come into fruition if it should pass through the state legislature in you know in, in the next few months and if the governor should uh you know again god forbid sign it into law then they, the law says, the, the requirement says, you can use the model curriculum or you can use another curriculum approved by the school board. So this other group has now gotten its, you know, really made connections and it could well be that the curriculum that many school districts adopt is the one that everybody rejected. Right. And there no there's no balance about that. So right. so I think that our efforts and I think everybody's efforts who cares about this issue should now be directed at this requirement because that would be the biggest disaster of all.
0: Wow. Tammy, thank you so much for keeping us all aware on our toes and for taking taking on this battle. Um really thank you very much and uh stay safe stay healthy and hashem continue to give you the strength to uh, to to keep keep on this issue so thank you so much for joining me today
1: Thanks, thanks so much i'll be in the same to you
0: and everybody i hope you enjoyed uh it's not really enjoyable i hope you got a lot out of this conversation with Tammy and what the work she's doing with Amcha specifically about this curriculum in California. Um, right now it's only California. I don't know if there's any other states or if it would be rolled out in other states, but it's this ethnic studies framework of a curriculum that is so, so dangerous to all of humanity. It's not just to the Jews, but everyone. And based on everything we just spoke about. If you believe this was important, please, please share the video. Again, social media is censoring our stuff, not letting people see it. For any videos you enjoy, please share. And to ensure that you receive our videos, please go to pulseofisrael.com website and sign up. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for watching. Stay safe, stay healthy, and signing off from the eternal ancestral homeland. This is Avi Abel for the Pulse of Israel. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.